Hi, Hannah. Hi. Thank you for doing this recording with me. Uh, I sent Hannah for the, this is for the audience. I sent Hannah nine, I think, yeah, it was nine unmarked samples or they were just numbered uh, mm-hmm. of some of my favorite perfumes from my own bottles. And how long have you had them now? A few weeks at least probably. And you've been yeah. testing them. So when I look at my notes, the first note that I have is from September 14th. So that would have okay. been when I got them. Okay, so you've been smelling them for rough, you know, roughly a few weeks to a month, and I think mm-hmm. we're going to talk about today um, which ones you liked, what, and and we'll reveal the ones, um, all of them actually, even the ones that you didn't like, and yeah. probably talk a little bit about uh, the the process of smelling blind and why it's a good thing to do, why it might not be a good thing to do, but this is just like really um, a good demonstration of, you know, what your, what your nose can tell you uh, without any of the periphery of packaging and branding and all of that, that kind of thing. In the interest of full transparency, you, you did have some idea of what I might send you because um, we talked about some of the brands you hadn't tried and, and that kind of yeah. thing. So, you know, it's not entirely a, like a complete mystery, but we, you know, totally. Still, I still didn't tell you anything else other than that. Um, so, why don't we talk I mean, about? So, like, I think you decanted from your bottles, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you have like, uh, I guess, for like a perfume reviewer, you have a moderate collection. Correct. You know, I your collection's so. not out of control. Yeah. Right? 65 bottles or somewhere around there, right? Yeah. That's and, that's and then right. there's some that we have in common. So obviously, you're not going to send me any of those. Like maybe 10 of them, I know right away I already have. Yeah. I mean, that would have been funny if you did, but I don't <laughs> It would, it would have been. I do. It, I I have done. Well, I mean, I have done a video where I got my daughter to, um, like, I was blindfolded and and she basically made me smell blotters of my own perfume. Um, yeah. And thankfully, I could guess. I think we did about ten, and thankfully, I I could guess about eight or nine of them. And there was one one of my favorite perfumes that I just like blanked on completely and i think there was one that you didn't really like like you were kind of like oh it's just like not that great <laughs> uh, I, i've got to re-watch that now because now mm-hmm. now now i'm intrigued but maybe i don't yeah. own that bottle maybe i don't own that bottle anymore no but also like things smell different on paper yeah. and um they smell different when you wear them and then sometimes they make you feel a way that you enjoy yeah, yeah, agree. So, yeah. Okay, right, so, so should we just so you, go in order? Yeah, why not? So the, the the samples are basically just ordered number one through to number huh. nine. Um, and the only, I mean, the only visual clue of, other than the numbers is that the some of the juices' um, colour varies quite a bit. So I have my scent strips. So number one... 
I really liked. Yeah. I liked it from the first spray. And I thought it was just so delicious. But it's not a gourmand. I thought it smelled so yummy. And it was mouth-watering. Those were my notes just from the paper. Yeah. And then when I wore it, it was different. Um, I smelled a lot of rose, like rose water, like fresh rose water. And I like that. I think that's why I thought it was delicious because like Indian desserts have rose water in them. Okay. And so this was very like, to me, like a dessert. Like it was everything I wanted in a dessert but I rarely get. <laughs> so I liked it. And then when I wore it, I felt like I got see, some cumin and it got dirtier. Um, so I, I liked the opening more than I liked the dry down. I think I thought it was almost like watercolor. Like it was very spicy. Should I tell you what I think this is? Uh, yeah. I think this is epic. Is um, it epic? What is it? Am well, I smelling? Am I even smelling correctly? Before I tell you what it what it is, uh, you you did describe it really well um, because there's definitely rose in it. There's definitely a spiciness to it. Uh, it may well have cumin, but I don't think it's a listed note on. On the pyramid, it's definitely to me. It's definitely peppery, um, and yeah. uh, and interestingly enough, you mentioned you really liked the opening more than the dry down. Whereas for me, even though I like all of it, I, I prefer how it dries down to how how it opens. I mean, the dry down is basically my favorite part of it. But this perfume is actually uh, from. It's a Libs d'Arange, and oh. it's the only one I have, and it's the afternoon of a fawn. Oh, my gosh. So, I really like it. So definitely rose. There's Immortel, which, you know, people can describe as curry-like at some at, at times, which might be where, where that sort of cumin sort of vibe is coming from. But, you know, I don't mm-hmm. know. Like, if you're smelling cumin, that doesn't mean you're wrong. Definitely like spiciness, right? Yeah, and I get I get quite a bit of sort of herbal herbalness from it. Is that the right word? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a mix. It's a really interesting mix of that sort of watery rose, the this sort of greenness, um, this spice, and um, and mossiness as well. Uh, and I can. I can understand why, if you know why you might have thought it was Epic Woman from Amouage, because mm-hmm. it does share some similarities. Except Epic um, has a lot more incense um, in it compared to this one. But I'm really happy that you liked this one. I did, and I wouldn't have thought it out. I really was not really interested in smelling it. Um, you said that you thought it was a little bit herbal. Like, did you think you smelled basil sometimes? I feel like there's aspects that remind me of like the freshness, like the spa-like quality of basil fragrances. Um, I, I don't know. I've never, I've never thought about basil as part of that um, 
herbalness in in this it it it's it's more of a it's almost more of a weird sort of bouquet of herbs than a specific one to me yeah. like it um or almost like wild herbs that might just be growing anywhere um and it's a mix of different things to me but i i don't actually think of one specific one i put down galbanum the first time i spelled it too so there might be all those things but they just kind of go in and out depending on your environment yeah right? yeah 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 but you did describe okay. it really well and i'm really glad that you liked that one because yeah. you know it, it is definitely one that is difficult you know like until you smell until you smell it like you said you might have read stuff or heard stuff about it and it's not exactly something that to my mind is is something that people will read about or hear about and and say oh i really need to try this because sometimes you know some people just don't like the note of immortal and as soon as they hear immortal yeah. they're they're put off by it you know they're put off by it and they don't try it because of that so cool i think it's a very underrated perfume absolutely i wrote down that i don't think i've smelled this kind of rose before like it just blew me away so yeah Excellent. definitely slept on yeah okay number two I guessed number two correctly was Firmary Turf. Yeah. So this one was um, the one that you guessed almost immediately, I guess, like you smelled this yeah. and said, uh, I think I know what this is. And it is Firmary Turk from Serge Lutan. Um, and, you know, given, given that on this list, I'm looking at the list now, I think it's basically the only heavy tobacco sort of, honey kind of perfume uh it, it's not surprising that you know you you deduced that it was that perfume so but how mm -hmm. how did you feel about it do you like it or not so much your taste so i'll say that one of the reasons that i could single it out is because of the honey note i mm -hmm. don't like honey uh, so okay. but like so look, my sample is almost full because I I could, like you said, like it stood out. So I was able to, and I, I had wanted a sample of this. So I knew yeah. you were going to send it. Um, so I haven't wanted to wear it at all because honey just gets so sweet on me and it bothers me. But I wore it today and I really enjoyed it. Oh. So, yeah. Were you, getting, were you getting something else from it today or you just like could tolerate the honey more? Um, well, I only put one spray on, so, you know, it's a smaller dose. And mm -hmm. then the, the sillage that I was getting from my wrist to my nose was a lot of the, um, smokiness and the tobacco. And I really enjoyed that. So, so yeah, I, I didn't get a lot of honey, but I also didn't wear a lot of it. and I didn't have it like really on my skin. I like it though. I like it okay. more than I thought it would. Okay, good. Yeah, for sure. Just cause, so this is the thing, like, just because I didn't like it initially doesn't mean that I won't like it once, you know, exactly. in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Number three. So I don't have a, the sample here. Okay. But I felt like it had vetiver in it. And 
a saltiness and a freshness. Um, I liked it. I did wear this on skin. I felt like it was very outdoorsy. And then I couldn't really get a lot of the dry down. Like by the time it got to the dry down, I couldn't really smell much, I don't think. Okay. So, yeah. So it, it's interesting that you mentioned the uh, the outdoorsy aspect of it because I'm pretty sure it was essentially inspired by an outdoor in environment. Um, this one is from... Parfum d'Empire, and it's uh, Azamor Les Oranges, which is okay. a, a really, um, to me, like a whole orange. In the opening, it's like a whole orange tree. There's the, the fruit, the zest, the twigs, the, the leaves, the flowers, and it's not a really full-on um, – I don't know. If it, I, I find it to be like a, quite a little uh, – a bitter – orange more than a like a the the kind of um sort of heady orange blossom that you might find um in other kind of orange scents but then this dries down into something really woody on my skin it, it gets really woody um that's probably what you might have thought is vetiver i'm not sure if there is a vetiver note listed mm -hmm. in this um but then in the in the Deep dry down, um, it, it gets. I I find it gets really mossy, and I thought it was interesting that you thought there was some sort of salty aspects to it. Um, so yeah, but but that's yeah. as a more or less orange. Nice. That one was did, enjoyable too. I liked that one. Okay. Yeah, and and I mean, you obviously said mentioned that was like a, a, a bit fresher, which is, you know, essentially I I wear it when it gets a little bit warmer when you tried this on did you feel like it was something um men would be would wear more than than women i guess in a in a traditional sense maybe yeah yeah, yeah. is it supposed to be masculine leaning oh no i think they're i think all their perfumes are are you know ungendered yeah but like it seems that type of structure the way it's put together is is more uh, a nod to sort of traditionally masculine perfumes i don't know mm -hmm. i was just curious more that when you spray that on you can if you got uh if you got a sense that this might have been sort of a, an older style perfume or or not yeah i did okay i did and yeah, I mean, I definitely wouldn't say that it's feminine. But, you know, neither is Firmary Turk, I don't think. Like, yeah. I feel like both, like some of these do lean a little bit masculine, but that doesn't bother me, so I don't I don't spend a lot of time. Yeah, I still enjoyed it. I would okay. finish wearing my sample. That was Azimor Les Anges from Parfum d'Empire. Uh, number four? Number four, I guessed also, right? And that was... Sevilla Love. Yeah, by Latison. Yeah, you did guess yeah. that correctly. Yeah. And again, I think it was the honey that gave it away. And then the orange. Mm -hmm. There's definitely orange in here. And that was it. Okay. Okay. Did yeah. you find did you find the the 
the honey slash beeswax note in this? Uh, yeah, as, it was beeswax. Yeah, but did you? Did, how did you find it in this compared to something like Fumery Turk? Um, I mean, it's definitely thicker and not as sweet, right? And it yeah, like I the agree. effect of that beeswax with the orange like makes you think of like the peel, like it just like yes. that thickness, you know, yeah. that texture is really there. It's lovely. I didn't try this on skin either. I think once I once I figured out that there was beeswax, I was just like, nope, I'm going to save that for when it's much colder. Maybe and yeah. try it then. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's, that in itself is interesting to me because I, I generally tend to wear this perfume when it's actually warmer because I like, I like that a little bit of heat with this perfume sort of makes it a lot more diffusive and um, I, I don't know, it just, it just seems to work on my skin when it's got a bit of heat to it. I mean, and your memory of it, when, yeah. like you've told us so many times that like, you know, wearing it in Italy on vacation yeah. and, and it was warm. Yeah. So I get that. I like cool. it, but I did not wear it. All I right. felt like the orange was like a little bit medicinal. Yeah. I'll get, I'll get what you mean by that. Yeah. Like almost like, um, we have like a cleaner here called pledge. Yes, yeah, yeah, I've, I've heard it of It just reminds me of Pledge. Okay. Does that come in lemon and orange? Yeah, you can get like a wood, a okay. wood one just for wood, and it's orange oil. Like it has yeah. orange, and it's like it's this color also. Yeah, it's really dark, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I felt like it was like a little bit medicinal, and that was the orange that was coming through. That's That was number four. and That's number four. If I remember correctly, I think, uh, yeah, I'm not sure how much you liked. I think you said you did like number five when we were chatting. Um, but I did. I did like number five. I've worn it a bunch too. Just reminds me of like a dusty library. That's really That makes you think of that? Mm. I don't know why. This one I did say was more masculine, very old school. You know, it just makes me think of like a university and tweed coats and you know, lots of books, like leather bound volumes. Not that this is particularly leathery. Yeah. Um, it's a little leathery. I got labdenum in the dry down, but I don't know if, I don't know if that was just that day. Um, I really like couldn't figure out what this might be. I enjoyed it. Um, I got jasmine in it, like Indian jasmine. It's really beautiful, but I have no idea what it is. This is probably um, so far one where our impressions of it are pretty different. Um, I, uh -huh. I, I definitely agree that there's, well, for starters, I, I don't think there looking this one up, you're not going to find a very detailed note pyramid for starters. So there could be a whole oh. bunch of stuff that we can't confirm or, or, you know, rule out. Um, I definitely agree with the Jasmine. Um, this one is from also from Parfum Dempier and this one is actually Musk Tonkin. Oh, interesting. I didn't really, I don't think I ever got like a lot of musk in it. I, 
I never think of this one as a really, I mean, even though it's not, it's not clean laundry musk to me, it's definitely no. like a very thick sort of uh, tangy musk. Um, but it, it, I get a whole bunch of florals that just make this, to me, it's a floral perfume. So like I did find it interesting that you got the impressions that you did with this one. And like I, I was worried that I had put the wrong perfume with the wrong number. Um, but then you, I got you, that's why I got you to show me the color of it. Um, mm. And it could, it was definitely musk tonkin. So and look at how much I wore. I know it's a beautiful perfume, a but I, it but is. I do love, I do love that you got, Something you know, essentially completely different to what I got. I, that is yeah. really interesting in itself that you had those particular associations. So if you look at yeah. if you look at note pyramids for this one, you know, uh, some play some like Parfumo, I think, only says that it's got musk and floral notes, and I'm not sure that the the brand the brand website mentions much more than that but it'd be interesting to look it up after that yeah but it's obviously one of my favorites even musk in itself like there's so many different kinds right yeah oh yeah they say that it's powdery so i'm looking at fragrantica and it says that it's powdery and it, okay. it is powdery but you know it's not like a makeup powdery no, it's more no. like it's like i said it was dusty yeah. right so yeah. It's not the same powder you'd get from, you know, Iris or Heliotrope or no. any, any of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I like my descriptor better. Yeah. Cool. But they don't have a category for dusty perfumes on Trick. <laughs> okay, so maybe they need to add that. Yeah. How can we pigeonhole this perfume even more? <laughs> sure. It would be more accurate, though. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Number six. Okay, so I said this was very fresh. I got, oh yeah, I remember wearing this now. I got a lot of lemon rind in it, like like pithy lemon, like, you know? And I thought it was a little, a little musky, a little woodsy. Yeah, I get a lot of lemon right now even. I said it was a little salty. I think maybe the lemon was like reminding me of a lemonade almost, like a salty lemonade. Yeah. I mean, that was pretty fresh, pretty summery. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I agree with you yeah. on that. And um, it's really interesting, the salty, lemon, the salty lemon bits that you described, because this is one of those perfumes that if you didn't know anything about, I, in my opinion, if you had ne never heard anything about, could could smell like a bunch of different things, but you picked up on on the woodsiness, that sort of sort of freshness, a summery kind of aspect. Because I feel all of that with it. Um, hmm. you, do you want me to tell you what it is? Sure. Um, and I think it. I think you may have smelled this before. This is Timbuktu. Hmm. Um, maybe that's where, like this. I think people say that it is salty, right? Yeah, and look, it's got it's got it's supposed to have um, 
green mango and papyrus. I, I don't really know what green mango smells like because I only ever have, you know, fresh ripe right. mango. Um, so, and you know, maybe it does have like a sour, a more. Sour, I mean, it's definitely a sour yeah. note, like a lem- like that. What you're describing is that lemon. Yeah, and this yeah. is this is another interesting thing about smelling blind is because you know, like you. It's not like you don't know what a lemon smells like, but you're smelling it, like you're smelling this, and mm. it doesn't mean that there's none of those. Uh, maybe the the com the same compounds that are in a lemon exist in a green mango accord, perhaps. Yeah. I, like so, um, it's really I, totally. that's the interesting thing I found. Like you know, I always talk about when I blind smelled. Serge Noir and smelled, you know, I was smelling clove, but I, all I could smell was fruit, fruity notes that, you know, clove actually has. Um, so it was interesting. It's interesting that you pick up that as well. But that, that one is Timbuktu from Ladison. Mm-hmm. And have you smelled well, green Timbuktu mango has that. Yeah, I have, like many, yeah. many years ago. Yeah. But green mango has that same, like, mouthfeel as lemon rind right where you yeah. feel like that pith in your mouth and and papyrus is an, is another note that i recognize in there only when i smell it papyrus in other perfumes yeah so you have said that you would not replace this when it I, runs out i mean i i don't i don't there i don't dislike it anymore but yeah. i think i, I think you know, I've had this. I've had that particular bottle for six years now, so it's taking me six out six years just to get to you know. And I've and I've done a few decans, and that's a fifty mil bottle. Uh, yeah. I just I just find it's not no longer a perfume that I crave to wear anymore. Yeah. So I'm not going to try and sell you know the ten mil that I've got left. I'll just wear it when when the time suits and and then just not replace it. That's fair. Yeah. I like it. I like it. I don't think I'd buy it, Mm. but maybe I would. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Can't say anything too definitively. Yeah, yeah. I might buy it, but I might not. Yeah. And and this and Timbuktu is not like a universal love for everyone. I mean, people either appreciate it or um you know, it's just not for them. Yeah, but it's pretty innocuous. Yeah. I think it it would be pretty it's pretty easy to wear. Yeah. And I get and I get why it was um you know, like I think it came out in two thousand and four and there probably wasn't a lot out there that smelled like Timbuktu when it when it came out. So, you know, I mean in in all honesty, like the first time I ever heard about Timbuktu was Luca Turin's guide and it was one of his five-star perfumes. So at that time I was interested in smelling all the five-star perfumes yeah. and Timbuktu was one that I could that I could buy. So that was actually a blind buy for me back then mm-hmm. and I still got it. So, Do you, Would you give it five stars? Um, not, if I was, not if I was rating it. I, I'd give it four though. Yeah, three and a half. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe maybe okay. this is a whole this is a a whole other podcast we could do where we each um, give you know a, a Luca Turin Tanya Sanchez rating for our perfumes. Yes, that would be 
I mean, I don't <laughs> think everything in my collection is five stars. So no, I don't know. Like, I don't what know does that even mean? Right? Yeah. Like there are other reasons nice to, to wear keep it. a one yeah. star. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, number seven. Okay. Number seven. I don't know if I liked this one. At one point, I said it was gross. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. I didn't have any other notes. I must have been in a rush. I said it was musky. I smell the same dustiness that I smelled in Musk Tonkin. Yeah. I got like a suede. And and now I'm getting this like real animalic facet to it. And tell you look at this like i haven't worn it because this <laughs> sample is almost full i probably couldn't bear to put this on skin so not one of my favorites okay um i th- i think there's cedar in it so both times i've sprayed it i've thought that there was cedar and it was pretty woodsy and dry like cedar has this real dryness to it that kind of sets it apart from like another woodsy material. I don't yeah. know. Am I right? What do you think? You're you're pretty you're pretty accurate. Yeah. Maybe there's some cumin in there. I don't know. I thought maybe like that's where the animalic facet was coming to. I don't know. Is it even it's like a little dirty? Like yeah, yeah. You're you're yeah. absolutely the way you're describing it is pretty accurate in my in my mind. Is this grimoire? What is it, this, this is Grimoire from Anatole and, Le Breton. So I didn't think so until just the second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Uh, so, it, you know, I, you know, absolutely. I think it's an acquired taste um, and some people will not like it like you. Um, but, you know, I, I think, I think it's really, I mean, obviously I think it's really, um, good because I bought a bottle, but uh, but I can definitely understand why people would not like this. Yeah. So, like, when I think about it now, and I remember what, like, isn't it supposed to be? Isn't the brief like something about like gothic books and like? So, like, I feel like you know, it's like books that are written on like animal parchment, <laughs> right? And yeah. that's like where the like, the dirtiness is coming from. Yeah. And they're like dusty because they're so old. So this, okay, so this is like very gothic and, and dusty. I mean, I'll, I'll try it on skin now that I know what it is. Um, see, see what it's like on skin because I, will. I, I definitely think this, I mean, for me, this this is does something different on my skin than it does on a on a blotter. Like, so I'm wondering mm-hmm. if it'll do the same thing for you. Yeah, I mean, it, it's got to be different. It always is different on skin, right? Yeah. There's even, well, we'll let it sit there for yeah. a bit. Okay. I will report back. <laughs> You're feeling brave today. Okay. That was number seven. Interesting. So I think number, number eight was another one that you quite liked from our previous discussion. I get something sweet in the opening, almost like an apple, like something juicy, like almost like an apple peel. Like it reminds me of peeling apples. Yeah. This one here, when I, when I look at the note pyramid, um, there's actually quite a few notes 
in here that I have never, I mean, I've had this perfume a long time. I've known it for a long time. And there's actually still a, a few listed notes here that I've never, ever gotten. So mm. if you're smelling something there, that doesn't surprise yeah. me. And I don't think I sprayed this very many times. Um, so I don't have a lot of notes on it other than I like it dried down to be kind of woody. Yeah. I mean, right now I'm just getting a lot of the sweetness from it. Okay. Like a, a sweet fruit. I, I definitely agree yeah. that it's, that there is sweetness, although I can never pin down what I think that's coming from. Are you ready for me to tell you what it is? This is Ombre Russe from Parfum Dampier. Ah. So just for everyone's, if everyone's interested, um, the top notes are vodka and champagne. Um, now, I, I get that there's a little bit of booziness about this one, um, although I never, I never have smelled this. And, and I'm not a big drinker to start with, but I've never smelled this and thought, oh, I can really smell that champagne or even the vodka. It just like has this kind of general booziness to me. So I don't know if that's where that sweetness is coming from. Maybe it's the sham, this supposed champagne yeah, note. Sure. Um, it, I mean, it could be coming from cinnamon because it's cinnamon's a listed note. But again, I never smell this and think, oh, yeah, the, it's like cinnamon. The, the one thing... I always got from this is that the amber is is like an ambergris kind of mm. amber, not as opposed to a resinous sweet amber. Um, that, yeah. Um, and there, and then there's a tea note, which also is something I never picked up on. Although, oh yeah, what, do you do you smell I can, it? I can, yeah, I can see how that might be tea. Yeah, like yeah. a very watery black tea, like a fruit yeah. tea. Yeah. An infusion. Uh, yeah. And then and then I get mainly so, you know, it's obviously dominated by that sort of big, sort of musky ambergris. Um and then I get a quite a bit of smokiness from incense in there. And it's also got a leaven note in the base and there's vanilla listed as well. But you know, I, I vanilla definitely doesn't sort of overpower it for me. But I no. I just think this is a beautiful perfume it is and i feel like all these parfum dampiers remind me of l'artisan perfumes also like they have a very similar feel to them yeah yeah i i i understand that yeah definitely yeah like they're just like a little classy quiet you know they're not too loud there's nothing that's overbearing there's definitely nothing like generic about them. But there's also nothing that you would say is very avant-garde and out there and trying to be experimental. Sure. No. Yeah. Like it they're wearable, but they're not boring. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I like it. I like it. This is like my new Lartisan. <laughs> <laughs> Well, like, yeah, like because the problem with Latizen is that they they seem to be discontinuing all the all the ones that I like at least anyway. So 
Well, and the newer scents don't go in this direction. No, no. Okay, last one. Last one. Um, all right, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this one. Okay, I feel like just through process of elimination, I, I should know what this is. So it's like so spicy, very spicy. I think I had thought that this was Immortel. So here's the thing with Immortel. People say that it smells like fenugreek or curry. Mm -hmm. And I can never get that because I feel like I grew up surrounded by those smells. So I'm like a little bit anosmic to them. Mm -hmm. Whereas like I've spoken to friends who are literally allergic to curry, like it upsets their stomach and they can smell Immortel like this. Like they're like, no, this this is curry. Don't like it. Get it away from me. Um, And I'm like, it smells great. So I thought this was Immortel because I I thought I smelled curry, but now I think that it was um, maybe like just very cumin-y, like lots of pepper. It's a lot going on. I'm just looking at the the note pyramid on Parfumo for this perfume, okay? And there are definitely mm-hmm. some spicy things listed here. So they they list cardamom in as one of the main spice yeah. notes. Um, and then they yeah. have then they have listed, and this is a, this is obviously a vague accord, but they list masala chai as an accord in this perfume. Interesting. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Masala if, chai, if, like if, all the spices and yeah. tea together. Yeah, yeah, right. So, you yeah. could be, you definitely could be smelling what you smell. Um, and if that's the spiciness that you get, then the note pyramid seems to mm-hmm. sort of reflect that. Yeah, I wrote down cardamom, curry. Yeah, pepper. I, I can see how they would say it's the masala chai. Like it's just a very there's like a lot of heat, and and that in itself is really interesting that you you describe it as a as a warm hot spice because I'll tell you before I reveal it to you that when I wear this, it this is like a cold perfume on my skin. Like, uh, and I don't mean like cold as in refreshing. I get like this whole vibe of cold air cold surfaces yeah i mean i also wrote minty in my notes which is okay. cool yeah. And, yeah and like that you know mint and cardamom both have that camphorous nature yeah. to them yeah so i can see you know how this could be cooling to you if that's what pops out at you right? absolutely yeah um i think this was my least favorite okay it just is too spicy, and I really tried to wear it. Look, I I gave it a chance. I really did. Um, the sample's almost done. Um, this one, this one is discontinued, so you know you don't you don't need to worry about <laughs> buying a bottle because you don't like it anyway. Um, this is Zonka from Latisan. Oh, interesting. I wouldn't have guessed that. I yeah. Yeah. So I, I sent you three Latisan, three um, Parfum Dempier, and then I think they were singles of the of the other brands. So if I'm not mistaken, you liked The Afternoon of the Fawn 
and yeah. Ombre and Ombre Russe maybe were the, your two favorites, or or was it Musk Tonkin? Mm-hmm. Musk Tonkin was a favorite too. I just felt like it was a little too masculine on my skin, but okay. I did. I I love it like objectively. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I I I love the fact that you say that you felt if it feels a little bit masculine on your skin because I know guys who've tried this and and say that it feels a bit too feminine for them. I'm maybe talking about musk. jasmine. Yeah, musk yeah. Talking, yeah. Maybe because of jasmine, right? If you're not used to. If you've only ever worn cool water your whole life and then you try yeah. this. That was a blind buy for me actually because I had no expectation of what it was going to smell like when I got it and I was completely just surprised by how much I loved it the, when I did. So it was a lucky one. Yeah. Have you spent a lot of time in old libraries, dusty libraries? There, there isn't, there actually isn't many old dusty libraries I could go to in Melbourne. Even the old um, public, you know, the main public library in, in the city is, I mean, it's an old building, but it's, you know, being renovated and like nothing feels, nothing smells or feels old in there. But I'm going to try, I'm, you know, like I'll remember it next time I wear it. Yeah, think about that. Yeah. But, you know, you, I feel like you might like it more if you haven't spent time in an old dusty library because then you don't have any negative associations with that. You're not thinking about studying or cramming or any yeah. of that, right? All right, so before we go and wrap up obviously i always recommend blind sniffing and testing and it's not it's obviously not something that's just easy for everyone to do but do you now that you've smelled these um like is there did you are there any observations that you made um you know like once you know what what they are that you thought were were interesting like you you did say you know, obviously the one that you liked the most was was one that you said, you know, you would not have really gone out of your way to test. And and that's the, been the thing, the main thing for me as well when I've done blind sniffing is that I've managed to discover perfumes I really like that I may not have even tried to sample. Yeah. I feel like I love rose in perfume. I have a lot of rose and so when I go to a counter I, I used to say okay I like rose show me what you have in rose like show me the rose perfumes you have and then I would like pick one of those you know yeah. and now I'm the opposite where I'm like don't show me rose because I have too much rose so if today I had gone to the counter I wouldn't have smelled this one yeah because it opens with rose water um so, you know, I I think like always like it, it's better to just, I, I hate even shopping at a counter now because I don't want people to recommend things to me, but they're going to ask like, what do you want? You know? And, and I just like, don't even want to be pigeonholed. Like, so I'll ask for like, what's your bestseller? Yeah. Like, let me, let me smell your bestseller. Let me se- smell like what sells really well in different city or worldwide like give me that that as a starting point um but even that is hit or miss i think 
um, I never tell them what I don't like. And that's, <laughs> you know, because I never know when I might start liking yeah, it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like for Marie, right? For Marie Turk, I actually really enjoyed today. It was the perfect thing to wear today. It was minus one outside. Of course, you want to smell like, you know, for Marie Turk. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But even I, like one time I was at a store and I wanted to smell Eau d'Hermes. And um, the lady's like, oh, I haven't sold one of these in six years. <laughs> so it was just like, like, don't tell me that. I don't like, I don't want to hear that. Don't, don't <laughs> give me your like opinion. I just want to smell. I want to empty my mind and just smell it for what it is, you know? So I, I like smelling things at home and thinking about them and, yeah, uh, that's it's it's so funny that they told you that they haven't sold because I just imagine um, sales associates in most places sort of get get sort of told to push particular perfumes anyway, um, and mm-hmm. maybe maybe Hermes weren't that fussed about trying to get uh, Odin Mez off the shelves. So yeah, that was yeah. <laughs> that's fun. That's a funny story. She, she wasn't pushing anything. Um, mm. I think she was like, why do you want to smell this? It's like, <laughs> nobody buys it. <laughs> so, yeah. But, um, I mean, I just, I just like to just go. I, I mean, that's why smelling at home even is different because you can yeah. just have an open mind. Yeah, and exactly. You can read your reviews and think about notes and stuff, but you can be more open-minded. Yeah, you know? I agree. So if anyone gets a chance to ever do any blind sampling, I highly recommend it. I think Hannah recommends it. So do mm-hmm. it and you might find something you really love. And I'm imagining that you're going to have a bottle of the afternoon of the fawn at some point in your future. Absolutely. Absolutely, <laughs> I will. I mean, you know, the other thing is probably a year or two ago, I wouldn't have wanted to do a blind smelling because I would have felt anxious about my ability to like ascertain what's in these like what am I smelling but I don't feel that way anymore I'm okay to say oh this is lemon when it's actually mango like that doesn't bother me because we know that notes are different from ingredients yeah that's the thing and 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 it's not wrong either it's it's what you it's what you're experiencing and and this is something that like you once, I think this is something you kind of come to realize when, when you've been into perfume for a while. Like it, uh, I can understand why people new to this passion um, get on social media and and you know read read everybody else's posts about perfume and and it can be intimidating, right? Like it's like you you're coming into something that a lot of other people appear to know more about and yeah and you know like you you don't want to just i can understand why you'd feel hesitant to sort of just express what you're smelling but it's the best it's kind of like the just the best way to you know express your individuality and your connection to that to that perfume as well we we got completely kind of different experiences of musk tonkin but but yeah i can't have your experience because i didn't you know i wasn't in dusty old 
libraries studying and, and, and that kind of thing. So that's yeah. what I love. Yeah. I've literally been in libraries where I've had to blow the dust off books. Like <laughs> there's like a plume of dust in the air. No, I love it. I love it. All right. Well, thank you so much. This was so fun. Just even like opening this package and smelling everything was a delight. You can come on the podcast at any time to discuss anything. So hopefully we'll see you again soon. And thanks so much for doing this uh, with me today, Hannah. Mm-hmm.